Coffee with Colby, episode 14. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that's about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy one cup of coffee, we're going to cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace and how to balance your career and your personal life. This is all the stuff you need to know that they didn't teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. And today's episode is very special because it is our first official Ask Colby. Uh, I have a question here that I received from a very good friend of mine um, in a conversation we had earlier this week that I think is going to make a great episode. Of course, if you've got a question about a career situation that you're dealing with or a career situation that you anticipate uh, challenge that you're facing in the workplace and you'd like some uh, some thoughts on that, you can always uh, hit me up on Twitter at Colby Reed, C-O-L-B-Y-R-E-A-D-E. Happy to chat with you there. Also happy to uh, connect on LinkedIn. Um, and I also do now have a Coffee with Colby Facebook page. Would love for you to, to check that out as well. Happy to engage there. Uh, and of course, if you don't necessarily want to talk about the specifics in public, you know, happy to, uh, if you want to drop me your email address, happy to go back and forth there. Um, or even set up a phone call. Um, happy to always do informational interviews and things like that. So with that being said, um, today's question comes as a result of a conversation I had with a friend of mine earlier this week. Um, she's, uh, again, I, I mentioned her in the last episode. She's a very sharp, very smart, very capable individual. She's great at her job. There was unfortunately a restructure in her company and her position was eliminated and she's now out of work. And the question that she had for me and it's a question I get quite frequently, is I just got fired. What the heck do I do? And that's kind of a big question. It's kind of a big answer. But there are some some basic steps that no matter what your situation is, you need to follow in order to walk through unemployment uh, as successfully as possible and come out in, in a positive way on the other side. Uh, today's episode is really going to focus on kind of the first 24 hours of getting fired from that meeting with HR through through the next morning. Um, there are steps you can take um, after the fact we're going to talk about in future episodes. Um, but the first thing that I want to stress First and foremost, because what's going to happen when you get fired, if you get fired, um, and I say when because statistically speaking, there are some people who are going to walk through their career and never lose their job um, unintentionally. There are, there are going to be some people who never get let go. They're going to work 40, 50 years at, at one company and never, never lose their job. But when you think about it, when you consider that there are millions of people right now and the economy is doing well, according to you know the, the standard data... The economy is doing well, but there's still millions of people who are out of work. And those are not people who just graduated from college. Those are people who had a job and lost a job. And if we consider that even half of those people quit voluntarily, still half of them were fired, laid off, terminated, released, however you want to phrase it. And when you consider that this is an ongoing state for our economy, you've got to recognize the fact that there is a very strong chance that at some point in your career, now or 10 years from now, you are going to lose your job. Um, I don't say that to be a downer. I don't say that to scare everyone. I say that to be a realist. And because what I have found is that when you take control, when you are in a position of power, you are far more confident and you are able to act in a proactive manner. When you're scared, when you're caught off guard, you are reacting and you are in a far more vulnerable position. That's what happened to me. 
when I walked through my unemployment experience. And it's part of the reason why I am stronger in the workplace now, because having walked through that process, I know how to respond. I am in a position of power. If I walked into my, into my boss's office tomorrow and he fired me, I wouldn't be happy about it, but I would be prepared to respond in a much more positive way. So in the event that you get fired, you will likely be called into your called into a, a meeting, probably with your boss and probably with somebody from HR. They'll sit down, they'll tell you that your position is no longer with the company or you know that there was you know a performance issue or they'll, they'll lay out the reasoning and they may put something in front of you to sign. The first rule of getting fired and the most important rule of getting fired, do not, do not, do not sign anything in that moment. Getting fired, terminated, laid off, however you want to phrase it, is a major shock to your central nervous system. Uh, When I was going through the experience, I couldn't hear anything. I had tunnel vision during my meeting. Everything was blurry. Your employer is at a huge advantage in this situation because they're prepared for the meeting and they're not the ones that are receiving the negative news. For every for everything that's said about you know how firing people is not pleasant, sure it's not, but you're the one that's walking into that meeting knowing what the conversation is about. The uh, let go employee, the person getting fired, is completely caught off guard, um, and they know that you're going to face an emotional roller coaster there is a very real chance that they're going to put something in front of you to sign. And this could be something benign, like just agreeing to their severance package or acknowledging the fact that you have been notified of your COBRA benefits for healthcare or something like that. But it can also be something more underhanded. Um, I mentioned this in my last episode. There are some employers who will try to prevent their workers from pursuing unemployment benefits by getting them to sign something that says they resign or they revoke their unemployment or you know something like that. This is because... Your employer has to pay part of your unemployment. Um, that's something that, that, that is coming out of their pocket. So if they can avoid you claiming unemployment, it saves them money. Um, they also may try to get you to admit to some behavior that allows them to say that you were fired for cause. This, again, can mess with your unemployment. Um, it can also you know, be something to cover their, cover their behinds. Maybe somebody there screwed up on something and they're facing some sort of legal action or you know a complaint with a customer and if they fire you and get you to sign something and says it was all your fault that removes the liability from them even if it had nothing to do with you um, or maybe they just don't want you talking about the situation to anybody maybe they want a non-disclosure agreement now some of these may be reasonable some of these may not be reasonable and you very well may sign the documents they put in front of you you may have a couple of changes that you want made before you sign them but you have the right to read it you have the right to have someone who knows the business and hr and legal side of things look at that they cannot expect you to look at a document in the in a split second and sign it um If they put a piece of paper in front of you, you need to be firm, but you need to be respectful and you need to say something along the lines of, I understand that we need to wrap this up quickly. I want this done as much as anyone, but I'm also sure that you understand this is a big shock for me. I'm going to need a minute to collect myself. I never sign anything without reading it carefully first and I certainly am not in a position in this moment to read and sign a potentially legally binding document. So if I'm going to sign something, I want a chance to review it. I don't think that's unreasonable. 
I will take this home and I will circle back with you tomorrow. In the meantime, I promise that I will not discuss this with anyone in the company. Do not, do not, do not sign anything. Am I clear? <laughs> now, the second thing that you should do after you have you have defined, and by the way, they may try and pressure you, they may try and push you, they may try and say this, that, and the next thing. Don't buy it. Take the document, tell them you will get back to them in the next in the next morning, take the document home and sign it. Now, the second thing is you need to clarify who you're going to be connecting with for follow-up questions because in this meeting, they're going to walk you through your benefits, your severance. Odds are you're only going to retain about half of that information. Um, it's just, first of all, in any meeting, it's common to miss, you know, a couple of details here and there. And second of all, when you've been hit with this and you're in the middle of this meeting and trying to process, how am I going to pay my grocery bill this month? You may not be thinking about, okay, who was it I was supposed to send in my Cobra benefit check to? So set the expectation that you will be professional, but this is not a one-time conversation. Um, this will also allow you to follow up if you have things like outstanding expenses or you know things that they owe you. Um, you know, in in one instance where I was leaving a company, this was voluntarily, but I was leaving a company and uh, I gave my notice, and the next day my boss said, you know, you can actually leave today, um, and there was a whole back and forth over whether or not I was supposed to get paid for the time that I'd given notice for, but didn't work and blah, blah, blah. But I had computer equipment that, that I owed them that was, you know, for my home office and they had, uh, you know, some expense account information that I needed from them. And so we were able to continue a respectful, but continue dialogue for probably about a week after um, after I technically left the position. This is really important that they give you a contact and don't let them just say, oh, just call the main office. Say, okay, who is it that I ask for? Do I ask for you HR representative who's sitting across from me? Do I ask for the head of HR? Do I? You're certainly not going to be asking for your boss. You need someone within the administrative side of the company. The third thing, and this one's hard, but keep your head up the whole time. Getting fired hurts. It sucks. You probably want to break something. You want to probably hit someone. Do not give into that temptation. You are so much better than that. Um, you want to walk out of the situation with your head held high. You also don't know when you may cross paths with any of these people again. Um, and also, you don't know what role they played in it. They may be the ones delivering the news, but they may have been the ones that were saying we can't cut anybody or we shouldn't cut so-and-so and were ordered by upper management that, oh, you need to make a cut or you need to do this, or you need to do that. So thank the people in the meeting. Be calm while em emptying your desk and exiting the building. Um, also, Resist the temptation to steal company equipment. Resist the, the, the temptation to you know, take company files or things like that. Only take the stuff that truly belongs to you. Next, if you are too rattled to drive, call a cab or a friend to come pick you up. It is actually really common to be kind of out of it after something like this and not be in a condition to drive. I mean, this is a seriously traumatic event that you have just, you just experienced and you may still be processing it. So do not be afraid to ask for help getting home. And as soon as you get home, step number four, excuse me, step number five, apply for unemployment. This is 
absolute immediate needs to be your top priority. Um, as I mentioned in my last, uh, my last podcast, when I was going through this process, you had to wait at least one week in between when you started your unemployment to when you started getting benefits. And so the way that worked is, let's say you applied on the first of the month and you started your unemployment on the first of the month. So then you could apply, you'd, you'd apply for benefits every week and you get paid every week. That first week, they called the quote unquote waiting week and you didn't get any money. Um, so then you're, you'd apply you know, on the 7th and then for the week of the 7th to the 14th, then you get a check and then the week of the 14th to the 21st, you get a check. That waiting week was always your first week. So whether you applied on the 1st, the 7th, the 14th, whatever that first week was, you weren't getting paid. So the sooner you get that started, the better. Also, you need to be aware that sometimes the unemployment division can be kind of bogged down in processing claims. And so it can take two, three, four weeks before it's processed. And that's also, that's not just, okay, they're taking their sweet time going over the, go, going over your application. If you claim unemployment, they actually go to your employer and say, was this person fired for cause? Did they quit? Are you contesting their unemployment? And then they have a period of time to respond. So what will happen is you will claim, you know, week one, then you'll claim week two, claim week three, but you won't get a check. Then by like week four, you'll start getting your regular payments and you'll get back pay for those, you know, first two or three weeks that you were on unemployment. But you got to get that ball rolling right away because you are entering a situation where you do not know when your next paycheck is coming and getting every dollar you possibly can into your bank account is critical. So once you've applied for unemployment, your next step, immediately indulge in self-care for the rest of the day. Immediately. Watch your favorite movie or TV show. Order your favorite takeout. Go out and get drinks with friends. Um, odds are you are going to feel numb on this first day. You're probably going to be on an emotional roller coaster. A minute, One minute you're going to be so grateful that you're out of this horrible job that you hated. The next minute, you're going to be thinking, how am I going to pay my bills? What the heck am I going to do? You need to give yourself a chance to decompress and you need to take care of yourself. And this also needs to be part of your regiment the entire time that you're on, you on unemployment. Um, one of the things that we've seen in all of the data is that people who are unemployed deal with mental health challenges at a far greater rate um, and far more severely than those who are employed. And you have to combat this in ways that make you feel good. You need to be exercising. You need to be sleeping. You need to be eating properly. You need to be engaging with the community. You cannot be beating yourself up until you find a job. Um, make sure that you are, you are making space for that. And make sure that you are giving yourself freedom on this first day because you have just had one of the worst experiences of your career happen. You need to just take the day. Then the next day, so day one of unemployment, this is when you need to go get yourself your favorite coffee or tea or blended frappuccino beverage of choice. Sit down in a coffee shop or you know in your favorite chair in your house or go to the library or go somewhere that you're able to really just kind of disconnect and think for a while and take stock of your situation. What does your financial picture look like? How much do you have in savings? How much do you... What does what your severance package look like? What, is your, what bills do you have coming in? Are there expenses you can cut immediately? Um, is this a time when you could maybe pause your, you know, your, your Hulu subscription or you know, something like that? Um, 
or maybe, you know, stretch your, you know, plan to stretch your, your hairdresser appointments. Um, you know, when I was, when I was on unemployment, instead of getting my hair cut every four weeks, I went every six weeks, you know, things like that so that you can then have a clear picture on here's what I can afford to do. Here's what I can, here's how long I can afford to kind of wait for the right job. Here's, here's what I need to be bringing in income. One of the things that will add stress is the unknown of having this anxiety or stress or uncertainty around your personal finances. So having clarity on, okay, I can get by for three months. If nothing changes, if I don't get a job for three months, I'm fine. On three months and one day, I'm going into debt. Okay, that sets the tone for how do you approach the next three months. If you're able to say, I've got a year's worth of cushion here, that gives you a much different approach to to your unemployment. Then once you have your personal life in order, and notice how I'm starting with your personal life. The instinct that some people have is I gotta find a job, I gotta find a job. No, 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 no. Finding a job is gonna take you weeks if not months to do. You need to give your, you first need to take care of yourself as a person and figure out how you are going to live. Then we can worry about getting a job. So once you've got your personal life kind of sorted out, then you move on to your job search. And this is when you're going to update your resume. You're immediately going to reach out to your network. Um, You want to start booking informational interviews as quickly as you can. One of the instincts that I hear from people, and I actually heard it from my, my friend this week as we were sitting down and talking about this. She was ashamed. She was embarrassed. She didn't know how to tell anyone that she was out of work or that she needed help. Um, Especially since the recession, being unemployed does not carry the stigma that it once did. Um, It's not great. It's not something that anyone should strive for, but it's also not something to be ashamed of, especially if it's something that you didn't deserve. Uh, If this is a, a corporate decision, you need your network. You need people around you that know you and trust you to be advocating for you because they're the ones that are going to help you find a job. I was just reading a statistic. I posted it on my Instagram. 85% of jobs these days are found through networking. Um, so you have to get your network uh, working for you. And the fact that now you have all this time on your hands, you are perfectly situated to be meeting people for coffee, coming by their office, sending your, sending them your resume, doing anything you can to get in front of them and let them know, hey, I'm, I'm looking for my next opportunity. This is also, again, great time to be booking informational interviews. If you've been wanting to make a career change, perfect opportunity to go about doing that. Also, it's a great opportunity to just be sitting down and talking to people about what's going on in their company, what's going on in the industry, what you want to do, how you might be able to work with them and so forth. This is also a great time to see if you want to start doing freelance work. Um, I'm going to dive into this in a future episode because this one, again, is going kind of long, but freelancing is a great way to generate some income and keep your skills sharp while you're out of work. It's also good to just kind of have a freelance project or two going at all times, even when you've got a full-time job, because then if you find out that you've lost your job, you immediately have something, you have the infrastructure in place to start bringing in more income by taking on more freelance work. Um, It also gives you something to put on your resume in between full-time gigs if you're worried about a gap. So you can say, okay, I worked for Acme Corporation until June of 2017, and then I worked for, um, you know, personal branding consulting from the tw- from June until September, and then I found my new job with Brand X. Um, 
it's also a good idea to talk to your unemployment office about freelancing and setting up your own business because there are programs um, when you're on unemployment, I should say, when when you're on unemployment, any income that you bring in is actually counted against your unemployment insurance. So if you are making $500 per week on unemployment and then you go get a job at McDonald's, for you know, three shifts a week, those three shifts are then deducted, and then unemployment, the unemployment uh, department will send you, you know, the balance. So if you make three hundred fifty dollars a week at McDonald's, they're going to send you one hundred fifty dollars. But there are programs that will allow you to start your own business, and as an incentive to kind of launch your own business and, and, and be an entrepreneur, you can count. Uh, you, they will not count your business income against your unemployment for a certain period of time. I think you have like three or four months or something like that. So if you're able to start getting freelance work right away, that's a great way to get some extra income rolling in and build up your cushion. The key to all of this, to all of these steps, is that being proactive gives you power. Power promotes positive energy. When you're hiding, when you're defensive, you feel weak and out of control. I want to put you in control of your destiny and you need to be in control of your job search and your career. And finally, this is the strangest piece of advice that I'm going to give you because it sounds counterintuitive, but it's 100% true. I want you to try to actually enjoy your unemployment period. Here's why. You don't know when your unemployment is going to end, but you have literally been forced to take a period of time off of work. Uh, This is a perfect opportunity for you to exercise, to network, to make time for family, to invest some time in your favorite hobby, read some books. Um, My favorite thing to do when I was unemployed, I love to go get a coffee and just walk around the mall at like 11 o'clock in the morning on a weekday when it was half empty, just because that's something I couldn't do when I had a full-time job. If you walk through this situation of losing your job, there is a very real chance that it's only going to happen one time to you. And when you find that next job, it's going to be a while before you're going to be able to take vacation and time off. You're probably going to spend some time accruing. You're not going to have these huge windows of just time to relax. So one of the positives that you can find, one of the silver linings you can find in this really dark moment of your career is having that freedom and that time to invest in yourself. And above all else, the most important thing to remember is this. Being unemployed sucks. It does. It's horrible. But it's a temporary state, and it is not a reflection on who you are as a person. I have a lot of good friends, some of my best friends, who are incredibly smart, sharp, capable people. These are people who have advanced degrees and awards and recognitions and promotions and raises in their past, and they have all gone through unemployment. Um, And right now, they're all back at work and happier than they ever were beforehand having walked through this process, and you will get there too, but... It just takes some time. So be patient with yourself. Be kind. Make sure that you're investing in your self-care. Make sure that you're investing in uh, connecting and building your network and moving forward uh, with positive energy and positive thoughts. And that is it 
for episode 14. Episode 15 will be coming at you before you know it. Um, and this is when we're going to talk about the unemployment fire drill. These are the steps that everyone needs to take now, even if you feel perfectly secure in your, in your job, in order to be prepared should you walk in tomorrow and get fired. Uh, this is actually a great way to uh, give yourself some confidence and put some positive energy uh, in, into your universe uh, in, in, in some really meaningful ways. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. In the meantime, please do hit me up on Twitter if you've got a question, at Colby Reed, um, or if you've got an idea for a subject for a, or a topic for an upcoming episode. And all that being said, I'm Colby Reed, and we'll talk next time.